Today, I'm interviewing Benetta Nome, and Benetta is an author and speaker who's currently living in Los Angeles with her four children. And she's also the founder and co-founder of three nonprofit organizations that empower and aid people in their communities. Her journey of learning how to do that and persisting to create impact through the charities that she leads is really inspiring and a lot that we're going to talk about today because it was not easy but as she will share it was always and is always really rewarding she's also the author of a book called becoming an angel of change which i just love that title and in it she shares her own life stories in order to inspire people to discover their own strengths uniqueness and ultimate purpose and again, Benetta is truly a woman with a heart for service, and you are going to love meeting her and being inspired by her today. You're listening to The Inspired Wave, stories of everyday heroines, real life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, CJ Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real-life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week, you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together, we'll create a wave of change. Join us. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to introduce you to Benetta today. You just heard a little about her, and this is going to be a great topic. So welcome to the show. Thank you, CJ. Thanks for having me here. So to get us started, why don't you tell us where you're calling in from, and if you have a little something extra you wanna, want us to know about you that wasn't in your bio. Thank you so much. I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. Something you don't know about me and it's not in my bio is I started philanthropic work at the age of eight. Wow. Wow. And we will. Well, let's just get right in then. Why don't you tell us about how that happened, how that started at the age of eight and just became part of your, your blood and your life work? Yes. Thank you so much. I grew up with a mom because I lost my father at the age of four and I grew up with my mother mm -hmm. and my mom never went to school, never worked. And life became challenging in our house, but she never focused on her problem. She always focused on how to help other people. And that's how I picked that up from her. So we had some children in my country that live sometime in the street, sometime they are often. So my mom cooked for them every Sunday. And I was excited to help her. That's how I started philanthropy. And whenever I start whining or saying something I don't have, she said, these kids don't have mom or dad. You, you have me. I am here. So thank God for that and appreciate that and go and help them. So I was hearing that every single Sunday and finally I got it. Finally, I'm like, this is life. You don't think about your problem all the time, but you always have something you can use to help others. That's for and, sure. What, yeah. a, what a wise woman your mom was. Yes. Yeah. I thank God for her. Yeah. 
So tell us where you were living or where you grew up that time. I grew up in a town called Barney in Senegal, West Africa. Okay. Yeah, it's a small town at that moment of 10,000 people. Everybody know everybody. <laughs> Very beautiful. Everybody's helping each other. Yeah. So oh that's where I came from, where I grew up until the age of 30, I came to the United States of America. Okay. So tell us, because that was a big transition in your life, tell us what you had been doing and what brought you to the U.S. How did that transition come about? Yes, it's just about growing up, praying to help people, growing up, aspiring, you know, a different life. I wanted to be there for people. Mm -hmm. So I started looking for money for a job Mm -hmm. and I got a job and I started helping more people. Life became more interesting because I was roaming everywhere, looking at problems to solve. You know, it was like a social butterfly. So life was beautiful. And I grew up asking God, give me more. I want to help people. Please help me. God, please help me. I want to help more people. And at the age of 30, before then, I had my husband coming to the United States of America, and I didn't see my husband for 10 years. I was there, yeah, with my son. Then at a certain point, I was looking for a visa. It's so hard to get a visa in those countries. Mm -hmm. So when I got my visa, I couldn't get a visa for my son. So I had to come without my son. It was depressing. So I came here for two months. I decided to come for two months to see my husband and then to go back. Mm -hmm. That's how I transitioned to here. So I was here for a two months vacation that ended up with uh, 28 years here in Los Angeles. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So how did vacation turn into permanent? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vacation. I came for two months before I finished the two months. I was pregnant. So I wanted to stay to give my daughter a chance, right, to be a citizen. Yeah. After the nine months, I decided to go back. Mm -hmm. But my staff decided to buy my ticket. That's when one day my husband woke up. After 12 months of suffering for not seeing my son, Mm -hmm. I never knew that there was a show called the Oprah Winfrey Show. Mm -hmm. Never watched it. Mm -hmm. Then my husband woke up one day and said, since you are staying home with the baby, you can watch a show called The Oprah Winfrey Show. Uh-huh. My life at that moment was, I was so into helping women and children in my country. When I saw Oprah talking about foundations, books, helping people, I was like, wow, this is what I needed to hear. Then I started to watch the show. At mm-hmm. that moment, I was about to buy my ticket to go back home. Mm-hmm. Then I continued to watch the show. Then I discovered something different. I became powerful. I was like, wow, it looks like I am here for this. It looks like I came to the United States of America to learn how to help women and children. So there was something in her show talking about the nonprofit world. Yes. I take it that you weren't aware of. Yes. And so you felt like you were being called to lean in and learn more. Yes. Yeah. The first thing I learned from her was to be aware of yourself, of your feelings. Mm -hmm. I never knew that. I'm like, what feelings? What do I have to to look for over there? There is nothing inside because to me, there was nothing inside. (laughs) It was so amazing. Wow. When you discover yourself, you become powerful. I was like listening to myself. What am I going to listen to? (laughs) But then it was loud. When I listened to myself, I felt it. 
I'm like, this is so good. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here and follow her. I want to know more about myself. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So that's the wonderful transition because when I came and said, I'm going to make money in America to go back, help women and children. Mm -hmm. I find out that that's not life. Life is about awareness, your self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found. And it was so interesting. It was so new to me. And I didn't want to go anywhere. I told my husband, don't buy the ticket. Just, wow. Let's just wait. At that moment, my son was there waiting for me. But uh -huh. my mind was not there anymore. My mind was, how can I discover myself? Uh -huh. Because it was powerful. And that's how I stopped buying the ticket. I make a decision at that moment. I said, I am going to stay in the United States of America because God is showing me something. And I think you mentioned, so at that time, you had been kind of down and depressed before you, was that yes. part of your... Very depressed because, you know, my son was nine and we were so connected. We were like a team because my husband left to come to the United States of America and that was just me and him. So we were like a team and leaving him to be here was so stressful. It was so depressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then when I discovered that, that's how I shut off my stress. That's why I said philanthropy or having a vision uh -huh. will help you your, your stress fade away. It's going to decrease your depression. Mm -hmm. And I'm a living proof to that. I was so depressed, so lonely. Because my husband will work 12 hours a day and I was alone at home. Right. So I was so disconnected. I was not speaking English at that moment. Mm. So life was just like, I was like lost. Then I discovered that a year later and everything changed. I was excited. I had my vision very clear. I was connecting the dot. I'm like, I'm born to do this. And I am in the United States of America, not to see my husband, but to discover myself so I can go into this mission. So what was your vision at that time? My vision was to make sure all women will just stop suffering in my country because women suffer in my country. My mom was an example mm -hmm. after my father passed. And no one is there to help. We don't have like in America, a government helping you to get something. We don't have none of that. You are by yourself with your children. And I was a witness, you know, in my mom's situation. Many women in my neighborhood were suffering. And I witnessed that. And it was hard as a young girl. Yeah. So I was like, I have to do something about this. That's when I start just staying away from school, looking for a job. Because we needed that. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. So you That's how I stopped money. school and had a job and start mm -hmm. helping my mom to relax a little bit. Because it was very intense for her to raise five children, no job, no school. It was tough. Yeah, it was very tough. So I was born to do this. That's what I, because sometimes the affirmation can help you also. Uh -huh. So that's, I told myself, I am born to help women and children. And God brought me to America, show me Oprah Winfrey show so I mm -hmm. can recreate myself to go back and do what I want to do or do what I supposed to do. Uh -huh. That's what shut off my stress, my depression, my anxiety, and life became beautiful. Life so, became excited. So then you, you did end up learning and doing. You created a nonprofit, correct? Yes, yes. When I heard Oprah talking about foundations, all those kind of stuff. I never knew they existed. I didn't know that. Yep. I was helping people and I told myself, oh, I had a foundation without even knowing it. 
because that's what I was doing in my A lot country. less paperwork too, I'm sure. Yes, yes. So now I have to go take care of the paperwork. Yeah. That's what I, when I got it, because at that moment, I didn't have a computer. Computer was not like now. We have right. computers everywhere. It was in 1997, 1998, something like that. So that's when I got up. I will drive to libraries to see how can I have a foundation. I will go to government offices. I will make phone calls. Just working on having my nonprofit gave me so much joy. That's why I said philanthropy will heal you. Yeah. 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 If you want to get healed, if you are depressed or anxious or stressed out, philanthropy is the solution. No, because you're focusing then on others and the difference. Yes, you focus on something that is bigger than your problem. So you forget about your problem. So what was the process like? How long did it take? And what did you do? What is the nonprofit that you created? Yeah, I created a nonprofit. At that moment, like I said, my English was so bad. (laughs) So I was, I'm a French speaker. So I created the nonprofit Kids and Women's Association. That's the first one. Okay. So I created that. It took me six years because I have to go and do all of those research, come back home, translate it French to English, English to French, mm-hmm. write it again. It was just a whole process. It took me five years to create that nonprofit organization. Wow. Right now, I'm helping people to get their nonprofit in one month or two months with less than $100. At that moment, I didn't have that kind of you know, knowledge. But right. the process was so exciting. That's why I didn't feel the time. So it was so good to go to the library, learn something from foundation, come back home, translate it in English to come to understand it, right? Put it into paper, go the next day to do something else until I got in 2006, I created that nonprofit organization. And that was specifically to do what? Okay. The nonprofit organization was to raise money here send it because I was doing the helping work with my sister, with my mom. Mm -hmm. So my sister was involved. So when I came here and have the nonprofit organization, that's when I called my sister and said, let's continue to do what we were doing. He said, Uh how? You're not here anymore. I said, continue to do it. Look for people to help you. I'm going to send the money. And that's how I start working in the United States. And almost half of my paycheck were going back home. So she can help women and children. That's how we got the foundation started again in Senegal. Okay. And here I was so blessed to be in America. America is great. I was so blessed that I wanted to give back. I'm like, I'm not going to just take money and bring it to my country to help women and children. I saw homeless people. I'm going to go and feed them. I want to be a part of the solution here too. That's how I started also to feed the homeless people in Los Angeles. Okay. And until today. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. And I think you said that you've got a lot of friends that you've collected or I don't know if it's another nonprofit, but you've got a group that goes to feed the homeless. Yes. Yeah. I created it and I was by myself. I was cooking by myself, doing everything by myself. Then later on, I started to call people and tell them, hey, I have a nonprofit organization. Do you want to be a part of it? And people were so happy to be a part of it. And we were cooking. Sometimes we feed more than 300 homeless in one day. Sometimes it's 200. Sometimes I go with the school, high school, my children's high school, because our children need to know that philanthropy is supposed to be a part of our life. Yes. Yeah, we cannot just go in life without doing that. To me, something will be missing in your life. 
So when you incorporate that, you feel that you have enough. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you have enough to give. That's what I want the kids to get yeah. from feeding the homeless. So I was working with coaches. So we're going to invite the team. My kids are basketball players. So we're going to invite the team. We're going to go all together. And I told them, empty your closet. Take all the clothes you don't wear, all the shoes, and I'm going to cook and we're going to go. If you go to my website, mm-hmm. you're going to see all of those videos and pictures of the kids giving out their clothes and their shoes and toiletries. And the kids were so happy. They were like, we have to do this again. We feel so much power. And yeah. that's what happened when you do philanthropy. You, yeah. feel, you feel powerful because to your mind, you have enough to give to people who don't have. Yeah. I love this because you're doing good on so many levels. Yeah. Not just helping someone that's receiving the food or the clothes, mm-hmm. but helping those young people understand the power of giving. That's exactly tremendous. Smart woman. Exactly. Well, yes. and that's what your mom did for you, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I do with my kids. And yeah. that's later on, that's how I, I started to involve my children. Uh-huh. I will give them a date. And I said, before this date, I want you guys to empty your closet. Ma, where are we going with the clothes? We're going to go to downtown. We're going to give it to the homeless people. And don't do it by yourself. Let them involve. So instead of taking the clothes and bringing myself, I'm going to go with them. And I said, go and give the homeless people. So you want them to take those actions. Right, right. That's how it's going to affect their lives. Full circle. That's great. So tell me about your book. I understand you've been living this life of philanthropy. And Mm -hmm. I love the title of the book. Tell us about it. Yes, the book is Becoming an Angel of Change. Life-changing stories to help you discover your strength, your uniqueness, and your purpose. I love it. That's the subtitle of the book. So when I started, you know, when you listen to Oprah, you we will love books for sure. <laughs> yeah. Never in my life I thought that I will write a book because in my country, in my culture, we don't reveal our stories. That's the culture. When I was, oh. yes, in my culture, you don't <laughs> reveal nothing about your life. It's just, but when you come here and you feel the power that, you know, I can do this. I just called my mom and said, Ma, I'm writing a book. He said, oh, what? I said, I'm writing a book. What are you going to put in that book? My stories. What kind of stories? <laughs> what are you going to say about me in there? <laughs> what are you going to say about me in there? I'm like, you're going to love it. Then she's like, I don't know what you're doing, but make sure you put something that can inspire people only. I'm like, yeah, it's going to inspire people, but it's got to come from my stories, from our stories. And we had a problem just, you know, getting there. But little by little, I explained to her what is the book for. So this book is just my stories from that age that we just Mm -hmm. talk about helping people over there. Mm-hmm. And coming in the United States of America, because I got a lot of people asking me, uh, it's very hard to have a nonprofit organization. You have to have money. I created my nonprofit organization without speaking English, without having money, without even mm-hmm. knowing what I was doing. But I was so into helping people that I said, whatever it takes, yeah. I will do this nonprofit. You have to have the will and then the, will. the yes. way it comes. Yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, non-creating and running a nonprofit is not for the faint of heart. Yes. Like, it's not easy. 
yes. just because there's no profit involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. A lot of people have a problem, you know, doing it or having it. But what I said, if you want to be happy in your life, if you want to be fulfilled, not even happy, if you want to be fulfilled, believe me on this, start helping other people and you see how your life will change. Yeah, I truly believe that one of the things, actually, we've touched on both of these. All of us are meant for two things in our Mm -hmm. time here in this world. Mm -hmm. One is to grow and evolve ourselves, which you mentioned with self-awareness, becoming aware, becoming aware of your own power and strength to help Mm -hmm. and to do. And the other one is to serve others. I feel like we're all called to do that, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we allow fear or self-doubt to get in the way of doing Mm -hmm. what we really would like to serve. So I think what I'm hearing, or why don't you summarize your advice if someone has an idea to serve, but they're not Mm -hmm. doing it, they're being Mm -hmm. held back for some reason. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? Life sometimes will stop you from doing great things. Sometimes you have to force yourself. You have to be willing to say, this is my vision. This is my life. I have to get up and do this. Every single time you want to do this, you're going to see life bringing so many things. So you don't even have time to do it mm-hmm. because we create times. No one has time, but we created times. So get up and create that because philanthropy, sometimes we think we're helping people. What I learned from philanthropy, we're not helping people, we're helping ourselves. We are helping ourselves by helping people. Yeah. Because no stress, no depression, no anxiety, and you don't even have problems anymore. No matter yeah. what your circumstances. When I started helping people, we yeah. didn't have anything. My mom was not working, never went to school, and oldest was 10 years old. hmm the youngest was six months old, but there were happiness in our house because we were always preparing to help the kids on Sunday. So everybody's involved. So you forget about your problem. So do whatever it takes to start your nonprofit organization or to get involved in a nonprofit organization. Right. And you see your life will be so different. Yeah. Or to serve. And I mean, I will say there are other ways to serve if you yes. don't have the ability to do that with a nonprofit, certainly our, I mean, money talks, and I'm sure you do your share of fundraising. There is nothing like, you know, if people don't have time to donate, to Mm -hmm. be able to donate that money to make a big difference. But there are many ways to serve. But I think the message is just to not just think about it. Yeah, And I think one thing I'd like to highlight, the difference, a big difference that can be made, you can't just wait for the right time mm-hmm. or motivation, which is very, mm-hmm. I mean, it comes and goes. The motivation yes. comes and goes. What I'm hearing from you and mm-hmm. what I know to be true is if you are committed to that vision, And that way that you want to be of service. If you're really committed, you will find a way. You will find a way. Yes. Years of digging through books Mm -hmm. in a different Mm -hmm. language. Yeah. Yeah. It was (laughs) tough. Yeah. But the the commitment. And there is the time is now. Yeah. The time is now. There is no right time. The time is today. Now you go. Like you said, 
there is so many ways you can help. So yeah. many ways. Sometimes when I don't have time or I cannot cook, I just mm-hmm. run to the store, buy mm-hmm. three boxes of water, three boxes of chips, mm-hmm. go with my daughter or my son, go to the street and give it out to people. Mm-hmm. That's a snack for them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard. The water will help them. Simple yeah. things like that. Doesn't cost you $50. Yeah. And doesn't take you one hour. And you make a big difference in those people's life. It's very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, but not easy if somebody's sitting there not with, you know, with distractions and whatnot. Yes. But yeah. I think the message is commitment, not motivation. Commitment. Yeah. And yeah. you can absolutely make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a tremendous conversation. I thank you so much for sharing your story. And did you tell us, I know your book is available on Amazon. It's called Becoming an Angel of Change. Yeah. And what's the name of your website? The website I have, becomingandangelofchange.com, which is the name of the book. Yeah, you can check from there also. You can see the foundation, everything we do. Mm-hmm. And you can learn a lot from me, from the stories. So this book is divided into three parts. The first part is, you know, my life before I come to the United States. Mm-hmm. The second part is my life in the United States. So interesting. And I am so thankful for America and American people. So thankful. We learn so much from you guys. We make so much difference in people's life because we are here. So to all American people who are listening to me, Be grateful for this country and make it greater because this is the hope of the world. Believe me, America is the hope of the world. We are great because we are here also. You add so much into our life and we are so grateful for America and for American people. And that's the second part of my book. And the third part is what I learned from the first part and the second part and also what can make us even better. That's the third part of the book. Yeah. And And it's full of stories. I was going to say, as far as any country being great, we Mm -hmm. are the sum of our parts. So we all need to contribute and can always make things better. Better. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you for your time. And thank you for listening today. I... I know you found some good nuggets and hopefully some motivation to become an angel of change. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks for being here. If you're like most women, you have a big dream on your heart and really want to make a positive impact in the lives of others. But self-doubt, fear, or other limiting beliefs often get in your way. What many women don't realize is that the one thing that can catapult them forward is deepening their self-love and self-esteem. So I have a free ebook for you that's really going to help you in this area. It's called 30 Days to Deepen Self-Love, and you can download it at the link in our show notes. Enjoy.